Have you ever been tempted to give up or check out in your walk with God? Have you been at a place in life's journey where you felt overwhelmed and overshadowed by life's obstacles, setbacks, or heartaches? It could be you are at such a place right now, a place where you are hungering for hope. If so, then Hope Along the Journey podcast is a ministry of encouragement created specifically with you and others just like you in mind. And now, here is your host, Mark Cravens, to share a word of encouragement with you today. Thank you so much today for joining us for this episode of Hope Along the Journey. Hi, my friend. I am Mark Cravens, your podcast host. It's a joy to have you with us today as we exalt the name of Jesus and as we share a message of hope found only in Jesus Christ. It's a great joy today to have with me as my guest, none other than Lori Willenberg. Lori, welcome once again to Hope Along the Journey. Hey, Mark, I am so happy to be with you. Yeah, and if people only knew the <laughs> challenge that's been behind us getting to get record this. So uh, it's just really a joy to have you, Lori. You did such a great job the last time you were with us on the podcast, and I've looked forward to having you again. Oh, well, thank you for having me, and thank you for persevering with me. <laughs> yeah, well, we got we to gotta hang together. You know, you and I are similar in age, so, you know, we, we understand how some of these struggles go. So, But I'm just so thankful it worked out. Uh, Lori is passionate about helping families build connections that last a lifetime. She meets moms and dads where they are with her warmth, her transparency, humor, straightforward faith-field approach. Lori is a licensed parent family educator, and I'd like you to tell a little bit more about that if you would in a few moments. Uh, She's an award-winning author, a podcaster, co-founder of 1 Corinthians 13 Parenting. She's a national speaker and parent coach. She's led Mentor Mom over at the Moms Together Facebook community page, and has authored or co-authored six different books. She also writes for a number of online magazines, including Focus on the Family, Mom Life Today, Crosswalk.com, ChristianParenting.org, and others. And so Lori is, has lots of good credentials today to talk about this matter that we're going to be talking about today, and that is The Empty Nest. But before we get into our discussion, I just want to say again to you, my friends, it's a joy to have you listening to this episode as we are here in the holiday season. I appreciate so much your support uh, in your prayers and in your giving. We were able to raise all the funds that we needed in the fall for the expense of the podcast, and I appreciate everyone who donated and gave toward that project. We deeply appreciate it. And because we received the funds that we needed, we were able to give 20% of those funds to missions, and we bought over 100 blankets we bought for homeless people, orphans, and widows in the country of India. And they have already been distributed, and I hope to try to put some of those pictures out on my Facebook page to let you see where those funds went. Thank you so much for making that possible. If you're a first-time listener, then why don't you join with us on social media? We'd love to have you. Connect with us on Facebook at Hope Along the Journey. You can find us there, LinkedIn. I'm also on um, Instagram, 
Or you could just email me personally at hopealongthejourney at gmail.com. We'd love to hear from you. Go to our website at hopealongthejourney.org. There's a lot more information there and a way that you can get uh, become a part of our email newsletter. Once again, it's good to have Lori. Lori, thank you again for being here today. Thanks for having me. I'm looking forward to our conversation. And I wish everybody could have seen the tour you gave me as you were walking through the house and uh, all your Christmas arrangements and everything. You're you're getting ready for Christmas. Tell me a little bit about what already's been taking place at the Wildenberg Ranch. Sure. Well, we're off to a good start. So my mom always visits over Thanksgiving. And she flies here from um, Minnesota, and she stays a few weeks. And the day after Thanksgiving, boy, we get going right away, and we get started on our um, decorating for the holiday and for for Christmas and taking down Thanksgiving. And it's really it's a it's a fun time. We each have our jobs that we're going to do. So we got we got the house decorated and. There was a time, Mark, um, that kind of fits into our, our conversation here. My kids were all, you know, having their own families and everything. And and I was thinking, well, I guess I don't need to put any stockings up, you know. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and oh, goodness, they did not like that at all. So now our, our mantle is filled with yes. our kids, our in-laws or our in-loves, as I like to say, mm-hmm. and our grandkids. So we've got a full mantle of stockings, and I have to say it's my favorite thing to look at, all those little names um, above the fireplace. Yeah, and so. I, I saw the mantle, and I mean, it's from one end to the other. you got stockings <laughs> everywhere. <laughs> oh, that's neat. You know, and, and we, we'll get into that a little bit, but let me just kind of tag into that. I, You know, we found that out, too, as the kids grew up and left home, that when they came home for the holidays, they wanted to see it as they remembered it. They yeah. All those things, and, and again, you're kind of tempted to not do it because, oh, well, you know, they're not here. They're only going to be here maybe for a few, a couple of days. So that just gets us right into our topic today, and that is a topic of the empty nest. And I and probably this topic is no more important than in the holiday season because I think that's a time when we empty nesters feel it maybe the most. So talk to us about the empty nest. What do we mean by the empty nest? And what are some of the challenges and things that happen to us as we face those years? Yeah, you know, it's a huge shift in our roles. It's a huge shift. Mm-hmm. Just as becoming a parent is a huge shift. Right. Moving through that whole parenting journey, right? And then getting to the place where your kids are um, either having their own families, um, they're off on their own, maybe they're at college. It's a big change. And yes. we have we love our kids our kids and our families with great big passion. And um, when what, even one person is is missing, in a sense, I mean, I remember when our first daughter, our oldest daughter went off to college and I'd set the table for six people. And then I think, oh, wait, five. Mm-hmm. And I start crying. Yeah. The nest syndrome is real. Yeah. And it is it's a shift and it is, there is a grief, there's mm-hmm. loss. Um, 
it can take up to 18 to 24 months to really adjust to that um, empty nest. And I started thinking of it differently. And I I think that this has helped me and this might help um, those listening as well. Rather than thinking of it as an empty nest, I like to think of it as an open nest so that we are more open to change, to being flexible, to looking at things and reimagining perhaps the holidays a little bit differently and being able to be more open for things to look perhaps differently. And I think once we can kind of change our mindset a little bit, that really helps us navigate that shift in those next steps. And I I would say that that has been very helpful to me to look at it as an open and flexible nest. I like that. That that's extremely helpful because um, you know I'm Teresa and I, my wife and I are at the same you know point. Our kids are all gone and on their own, and and three of them live you know two to three hours away, and so we don't see them you know, all that often. And then you've got the in-laws and now they've got, so they've got to have their own Christmas and then they've got to have Christmas with the in-laws. And then you try to work your schedule in there. And there are some people that flexibility is like a dirty word, you know, to have to change like, you know, it always has to be Christmas day, always has to be at our house or whatever. Uh, have you run into that? Have you seen some people that run into some of that problem with flexibility and change? Yes, and because we love our traditions, right? Yes, mm-hmm. and and it really comes down to to that. But uh, once our kiddos are out of the house and have their own families, um, it's really important that we can share. <laughs> It certainly is, because it creates a lot of pressure on our children, doesn't it? Yes, and I I have always wanted to um, to not be one who's going to cause drama over the holidays. Absolutely. I don't, mm-hmm. We want to support our kids, support their marriages, and support their relationships, not just with us, but with make it easier for them to have their relationships with their in-laws as well. Mm, right. So there's a couple things that we've done that I think would be helpful if that. Sure. If you're... Yeah. I'd like to hear them. So we typically will. Um, so let's say Thanksgiving where there's just one day, right? It's just Thanksgiving. Mm. There's a couple options that, that, uh, we can have. One option is that if you have your in-laws who live in the same, you know, same location and, and it works out for them, you can include them in your celebration. Meaning, so for instance, this particular Thanksgiving, we also included my daughter-in-law's mom and her, her sister, they, they came for Thanksgiving. Okay. And if you can um, look at it in that way. Now, there have been times where, for instance, a couple of years ago, my son and daughter-in-law bought their first house. And they really wanted to host Christmas Eve. Mm-hmm. Well, isn't that awesome? I don't need to hang on to, I don't need to hang on to that. Right. And 
important to support those yes. things. Mm-hmm. So if you can include more people mm-hmm. or if you can share the day and not hang on to it so tightly. Um, a friend of mine has come up with a really amazing solution. She's part of my mom's together team. Her name is Lisa Wilt. And what they do is for Thanksgiving, they celebrated it when everyone was available. Okay. So it wasn't on Thanksgiving. Okay. And that freed her two adult children, both who have families, to spend it with their in-laws, who I believe are not in town. So she was able to do that. And isn't that a generous spirit? It certainly is, yes. Isn't that, a, that can be a gift. Mm-hmm. That can be a Christmas gift we can give our kids. Mm-hmm. And you might not even need to articulate it, but you can... If you can talk about it and say, hey, we don't we don't want drama around this. You know, Christmas Day, the the 25th is a day that we as a society have chosen to celebrate right. Jesus' birth. But it isn't necessarily the 25th. Right. <laughs> you know, we know exactly when Absolutely. Jesus was born. So we can be flexible with yes. these things. Yes, that's great. It sounds to me, as I'm listening to you, that it's more about the relationship or the meaning of the event than it is the date or the tradition that we have to hold to. Yeah, and like you said, Mark, I think some of those traditions are are really awesome, mm-hmm. and our our kids do want to, want to have those because it. It feels good. It feels nice. Mm-hmm. But if mm-hmm. if the tradition is something that's getting in the way of the relationships right. rather than building right. them, right? Maybe something itch. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's right. You know, you were talking earlier about your stockings, it, and you're talking about how some you, you know as when they leave or as time goes on, you can think, why put the effort into all that? They're only maybe going to be here a day or two. You know, uh, last year I made a huge mistake. For for years, I have accumulated and I always put out a huge Christmas village display. And uh, and I'm terrible. I'm terrible. But I let my grandchildren play with the figurines. That's awesome. You know, because I can always glue them back together with super glue if they break up. But last year, I said, hey, you know, they're only going to be here one night, one day. I'm not going to all the effort because it's hours to put that all up. Yeah, boy, did I tell you what? Did have I ever heard from the fact that I didn't put that Christmas village up? And my yeah. grandkids keep saying, "Papa, are you going to put the village up this year? You going to put the village up this year?" And so, yeah, sometimes it's like you know what? Even if it is a day, because that's more about me saying. Well, they're only going to be here for a day. Why would I go to all that work when I forget? Well, it's a logical thought, honestly. It's logical, yeah. but for, it's really it's about them, and yeah. so yeah. And those were but those are things you have to learn to to adapt to. Um, but it's 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 fascinating. So let's t- let's take uh, another look at this. You know the, the the different traditions and the holidays. What was maybe something that you think was a tradition that you kind of had to give up in this flexibility of of your children moving on? I mean, I know some things we used to do. Like a lot of times we go out to eat Christmas Eve, and you know, or we would we used to do this huge 
Um, we'd deep fry stuff, and I mean, we'd eat everything that would, you know, would send your cholesterol through the ceiling and seafood and all. We, I mean, that, you know, we'd make shrimp etouffee and fried shrimp and French fries and you just name it. <laughs> Anything greasy and gooey, we would have Christmas Eve. And, but we've kind of had to alter that a little bit. You know, it's not like it used to be. What was maybe a tradition or something that you guys had to kind of either change or do away with? Um, there's two that just pop right into my mind uh, because we're, again, dealing with the, you know, different things this year. Right. And so one would be um, church. I think going to church on Christmas Eve at night is really nice. Mm-hmm. I love yes. your candlelight service. Mm-hmm. Love that. Well, we've got little grands and... They don't like that late. <laughs> Their parents don't like late. Mm-hmm. And this year, Christmas um, Christmas Eve lands on a Sunday. Right, right. So we are going to go to Christmas Eve service in the morning. And we are going to do that um, at my son and daughter-in-law's church. Mm-hmm. So that that's one thing that required a little adjustment. And mm-hmm. really, it's not a big deal. I mean, how awesome that... Our kids go to church. Yes, right. right. Absolutely. Get it in perspective. Mm-hmm. Yeah, we have to also really be thinking about deeper things rather than just yes. the thing that's being changed. Mm-hmm. And we can hold our plans more loosely as, you know, as the as the grandparents or, mm-hmm. you know, at, at this mm-hmm. stage of the game than our our kids can with with their kids or Mm -hmm. even with, uh, um, you know, trying to negotiate things with the, you know, the other, their spouse's family. Mm -hmm. So it's easier for us to change, Mm -hmm. even though that's, that's a little bit hard, but church is one thing. And then Christmas morning, um, has always been a big deal at our house. Right. We usually have a, a big, event Christmas Eve and go to church and then Christmas morning um, and have a big breakfast. And then Christmas uh, day, we have a a big meal kind of mid to late afternoon. Mm -hmm. And uh, this year, my um, daughter and son-in-love who live in San Diego and their two little ones are going to be with us Praise God. We didn't know they were going to be able to come, and they That's are. wonderful, yeah. But we're leaving Christmas morning. Mm. So, okay. Yeah. What's the big thing? The big thing is that they're coming. They're staying with us. Right. And, okay, so what? We're not doing the Christmas breakfast. We'll be driving to the airport. And um, so those those are some things that... Uh, that either we've had to adjust or or let go of because really they're not that important. Yeah. I think there is a tendency and I've seen this with people that I that I love dearly to live in the ghost of Christmas past. And it's mm-hmm. so hard for them to move into Christmas present because it's going to be it's going to look different. It may not be what, you know, I can remember as a boy growing up Christmas Eve was a we couldn't afford to go out to eat very often, but that's the one night we would go out to eat. We would open one gift 
Christmas Eve, we would drive around and look at all the rich people who could afford to put lights on their house. I mean, that was the Christmas Eve. And then Christmas morning, you know, bright and early, uh, we would be waking mom and dad up. And in our pajamas, we would be racing to the Christmas tree to open gifts. And dad would read the Christmas story from the big family Bible. And we would open gifts, you know, and then mom would used to fry chicken. And we would have fried chicken, biscuits, and gravy, you know. Those were wonderful memories and traditions. But time changes things, doesn't it? And now look at the wonderful tradition that you're passing along with that Christmas village where the the kids, they they look forward to that. And that's going to be a huge memory for them. That's really awesome. Yes. Let me Yeah, go ahead. I'm sorry. Say it again, Lori. Making new memories is important as well. Yes. And I wanted to ask, that kind of leads right into what I want to say, because I think for husbands and wives, it's like you really have a new opportunity now for the two of you to do things and set up your traditions, maybe that Mm -hmm. just the two of you do, that make Christmas very meaningful. Yeah. Um, I mean, here a while back, uh, a couple of years ago, my wife and I went to a Charles Dickens Christmas Carol play and made a night of it. That was that was great, you know. Um, and so this year, our family's not coming in till New Year's Eve and New Year's Day. That's going to be our Christmas. So we're trying to, now we're trying to figure out what are we going to do Christmas Eve and Christmas Day. Well, we're having a candlelight service at the church, but, it, you know, how do we keep from just having the blues on Christmas Eve and Christmas Day? So we're going we're gonna to figure that out. So. Oh, that's great. So you did the flexibility thing. You went and you're, you're going to celebrate Christmas over New Year's. That's awesome. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I love it. I just want to ask one more question here. It doesn't necessarily regard to the directly to the topic. It doesn't relate directly to the topic, but and I didn't prepare you for this, but what <laughs> what would be still maybe one or two things that you try to incorporate into your Christmas tradition that really keeps Christ at the center of this wonderful holiday? Well, again, we've had to adjust, mm-hmm. right? So when my kids were little, we would do an Advent wreath, and um, that really helped us keep Christ in the center. Mm-hmm. But now we, um, you know, we don't see our our grands or our kids every single Sunday to do that, or right. you know, every day of the week we don't. So um, we have put the the Advent wreath away, actually, and what we are doing now is we do a treasure hunt. And um, I take different verses from Scripture regarding Christ's birth Mm -hmm. and um, put, scatter them, kind of hide them around the house. And then we do clues. Um, I'll give a clue, and each clue has a child, a grandchild's name on it, so they can take turns. Mm -hmm. Otherwise, the older one would probably do the whole thing, and the little one's littler. Mm-hmm. And so, so this year I'm reworking it a little bit. Um, we've got uh, three that will be able to participate in it. Our oldest is oldest grand is five, and then a three year old and a two year old. And so I'm going to rework it a little bit. Um, we did this for Thanksgiving as well, where I would give a clue, they would go and find 
where the verse on thankfulness for Thanksgiving was, pick it up and then hand it to me and then get the next clue for the next one. And then those verses, I would have them put on the table for dinner and then everyone read their own verse. So the kids kind of helped me set the table in a way That's neat. and they found all the verses. Yeah. And um, so um, some people do a moving nativity mm-hmm. and, um, and I'm going to do a version of that with verses around the house and then the kids will put those verses yeah. on the table yeah. and we'll read through basically the Christmas story as we go around the table. That is beautiful. That's beautiful. Uh, our tradition still is that I read the Christmas story on Christmas morning and then we pray together as a family. Uh, whenever my girls, who are now in their the oldest ones are in their 30s and younger ones in their 20s, but when we would go to Grandma and Grandpa's, the big thing was to dress up and they would do the Christmas story. And and their grandmother on my wife's side would have all the costumes ready. So oh, angels, shepherds, you know, and so we'd they would read the Christmas story and the grandkids when they were small, they thought that dressing up and and doing it and then we'd sing, you know, away in a manger and some Christmas carols and well, that's a phenomenal idea. Yeah, and they loved it to dress up, you know. And so, you know, there are things that you can do and create new traditions that I'm sure my my children will cherish those memories with grandma and grandpa for a long time. Oh yeah. Well, that's... Laurie, it's been great, great talking to you. And um talking with you, Mark. Thank you for having me. <laughs> yeah. So tell people a little bit more about how they connect with you. Also talk a little bit about your uh, life coaching. So just fill us in a little bit more with some of your information and contact information, if you would. Sure. So my contact information, it's just best to go to my website because you can connect with me there. It's uh, lauriewildenberg.com, L-O-R-I-W-I-L. D-E-N-B-E-R-G.com. And you can connect with me there. Um, I do speaking. And um, as you know, as you mentioned, I do quite a bit of writing. And I also um, coach parents. And I work with parents who have children um, with, it could be sleep issues or toilet training, all the way through empty nesting and then even, even beyond, really, with um, quite older adult children where they're trying to work through having a better relationship with their adult children. So um, I work with parents in all stages and, and ages. And uh, that's what um, a, a licensed parent educator is, um, is similar to a parent coach, but it's an additional licensure um, through um, through the edu- through education. Um, by trade, I am an elementary education teacher, mm-hmm. and so I added on to that particular mm-hmm. licensure. I had to take you know another eighteen months or so worth of courses to become a licensed parent and family educator, and so that's. Um, that's what a licensed parent and family educator yeah. is. 
co-parent coach. Very similar. That's great. Well, thank you for sharing, Lori. And we will put the link to your website in the show notes so they'll be able to get to your website. Well, Lori, thanks for being with us. And Merry Christmas to you and your family. Uh, Merry Christmas to you and yours. And get up that... uh, village. <laughs> yeah, I got to this weekend. It's good. It's getting up this weekend and I will send them pictures to show them. Pap, I'll put the, the village up this year. So, well, thank you listeners for joining us today for this episode of Hope Along the Journey. We hope you have enjoyed it and it's been a blessing to you. As I say always, I mean from the depth of my heart, look to Jesus Christ. He is the hope of the world. And if you will look to him, he'll help you find hope along the journey. God bless you. Thanks for listening to today's podcast. If you would like to know more about Hope Along the Journey, or if you would like to make a donation to show your support and appreciation for this ministry, then visit our website at hopealongthejourney.org. You can also follow us on Facebook and Instagram. Thanks again for listening, and we hope you'll join us again for more Hope Along the Journey.